Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to be with you. We have an incredible guest on the show today. We want to talk about becoming a disciple of Jesus. We want to talk about making disciples, living out the kingdom of heaven. So you definitely want to tune in and listen to this podcast today. If you are new to the show, we have an episode streaming every Monday on Charisma Podcast Network. You could also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to and tune in. You can go to YouTube as well. If you look up Michael Lombardo or Awaken Podcast, we are now streaming most of our shows on YouTube. And so you can see a lot of our content on there if you prefer watching videos. So that'll be up there. You might be watching right now. And so thank you so much for tuning in today. We are at episode, I believe, 175 here on Awaken Podcast. And so if you've been tuning in for the past few years, man, I got a lot of content there on YouTube from when I used to do the live format, Awaken Live kind of Facebook live format. So there's hundreds of hours of free content on there to bless you guys. But today I want to speak to a friend of mine. Um, he's um, an incredible man of God. I um, He pastored for a long time. I spoke at his church several times back in the day. I met him through Iris Global. And many of you guys know Heidi Baker and Roland Baker. And so I met him through that ministry and my involvement with Iris. But his name is Brian Britton. And he is the director of the Harvest Family Network, which is a worldwide family of pastors, missionaries, leaders, revivalists. And he has served as a local church pastor, revivalist, and a missionary for over 20 years. In addition, he serves with Iris Global in many uh, capacities. Like I told you, that's how I met him over there um, in Mozambique. And I saw him so many times in Virginia when he was pastoring over there. And so um, he's an amazing man of God. He hosts revival as a passion for the kingdom of heaven. He sees incredible things everywhere he goes in terms of he travels to Brazil. And he's going to he's gonna share with you a lot of what he does. And he sees God move in mighty ways. And so, Brian, it's awesome to have you on the show today. Hey, thank you, Michael. It's so good to be with you again. Uh, I'm excited about what God's doing in these days and what he's doing through you and your life too. I try to keep up. It's awesome to watch. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It's always, it's always good to talk to you. It's always been a blessing to partner with you in the kingdom of God. And um, tell us a little bit. I always like to kind of hear people's stories. Um, but I know last time you came on the show a few a couple of years ago, you shared a little bit of your testimony and your story. Tell us, I know you pastored, you know, uh, for several years. How did God kind of transition you into the full-time ministry that you're doing now outside of pastoring? And tell us a little bit of what you do. Yeah, so we were blessed to pastor a local church. Uh, we were involved with missions for 20 years now. We pastored for over 15 years mm -hmm. in the state of Virginia and a little bit in Texas, in central Texas. Mm -hmm. They're in the uh, uh, Austin area, uh, just south of Austin. But uh, my wife is from Russia, so she didn't really love the Texas heat. So she <laughs> wanted to come back, back East. So we're here. And, uh, but yeah, about two, three years ago, God transitioned us to overseeing this ministry network that, that we created, uh, that, that God led us to create. It was initially started out of necessity to ordain and raise up leaders in our local church and it just kind of spread organically through our relationships around the world. As I would travel and do missions, uh, even when I was a local pastor, that was always a big part, you know, of our life and ministry. And uh, my heart is for revival. My heartbeat is for revival and awakening and raising up the leaders of this generation, especially young leaders and uh, pouring into them, uh, just fanning the flames of revival. And I've been blessed to be a part of some powerful move of God 
uh, moves of God in in Africa, uh, Asia, and in South America, mm. which uh, a lot of people are hearing a lot about the things that are going on, you know, in Brazil in the last few years. And it's uh, it's awesome to see uh, this, what I believe is the just the end time harvest uh, beginning to take place and to see missionaries raised up. I, I love to do that as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to I would love to start this out actually by talking a little bit about some of the stuff you're seeing, because, um, you know, people always wonder, oh, man, how come God's, you know, moving in all these other countries, but we're not seeing as much of a move of God here in America. We know God's moving in America. He's moving all over the world. But that's a question that people have. And it's just awesome because then there's other people questioning, does God move at all anymore? Are there miracle signs and wonders even a reality um, anymore? Did that pass away? with the apostles, but you are seeing a powerful move of the Holy Spirit as you travel to Afghanistan, Pakistan, um, you know, Brazil several times of year. You know, we've, you've seen a lot of miracles as you pastored here in America and as you travel in America as well. And so kind of before we dive in, because I want to I want to uh, I want to get into discipleship and several other things that I know you're passionate about what you're doing right now as you travel. Uh, but tell us a little bit about that. I'd love to kind of um, start off with uh, maybe some of the stuff that you're seeing as you travel and, and you know, the hand yeah. of God. And I'm really glad that you mentioned, you know, God's moving in, the, in America too, in the United States, mm-hmm. because as a pastor uh, who pastored in a, what I would call a revival culture for years, it would always just drive me crazy when I would hear pastors in our city, when we would get together, say things like, you know, how come God's not moving here, how come miracles aren't happening here? And uh, because they are, and you know, they are. And yeah, and, uh, but oh, yeah. if you, in the kingdom, it's not like the world, you know, in the kingdom, in the world, they say, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But for us in the kingdom, you, you see it when you believe it, it's, <laughs> uh, without faith, it's impossible to move in anything, you know, that God has for us. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, so much of the moves of God and re- what we call revival has to do with faith. And I think people don't understand that. You know, you've got to, one, believe he's there in the room mm-hmm. and respond accordingly. Like mm-hmm. Jesus is really there. Like he's with us every time we come together mm-hmm. and he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not waiting for us to get worship perfect or, or you know, the lights great and the the furniture right or whatever, you know, he's ready. He's ready. So if you can get, I've always said this, and I teach our students, if you get enough people in a place to believe that God's actually there mm-hmm. and to respond accordingly, what we call revival mm-hmm. begins to happen. It begins to happen. And, and it, and it starts with faith. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, ha- you have to believe like a child that he's there. And I, I'm, uh, I was blessed to be touched by God and some powerful moves. You know, uh, I heard that he's moving in the earth and I, I wanted to see, I'm the type of guy that I I want to see. So I remember I was a seminary student at Regent university in Virginia 20 years ago and, uh, hearing about Reinhard Bonnke preaching in Nigeria Mm -hmm. and, uh, in Heidi Baker and what she was doing in, in Mozambique and hearing these things, Bill Johnson, Bethel, wherever. And there's something in me that says, I've got to see it. I, I, I want to know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then uh, if you get in, you get close to the fire and you touch it, you know, it, it changes you forever. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been blessed. To, I've been blessed to see, you know, parts of nations on fire, not just a church that everybody goes to in one part of the country, but 
the whole southern half of Nigeria in the early 2000s or or, or Mozambique, you know, at the height of what, what was going on there with Heidi and Roland and church planning movement, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe is one of the most incredible ones ever in, in missions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to be birthed in those type of fires, it ruins you forever for the ordinary. <laughs> I agree 100%. Yeah, it's, there was a, not not that long ago, it was a couple of years ago, I was preaching in New Jersey and um, it was a, it was at like a healing seminar and there wasn't that many people there. There's probably like 50 people, 40 people, something like that. And I was preaching on the faith of God. And I was talking about how we've received the Holy Spirit and grace upon grace. We've, we've become a partaker of the divine nature. So even the faith we have is the very faith of God on the inside of us. And yes, it needs to grow. But I was just talking about not being introspective to say, do I have enough faith? Is my faith this small, this big? And just wondering always how big your faith is. And is it is it big enough to see a miracle or this or that? Stop looking at yourself. Look to Jesus. And as you look mm. to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, your faith will grow. And I began to share about it. It's not even our faith. It's a faith of God growing on the inside of us. And there was this lady in the audience and she just took it in and she just received it. And she was an ex-Muslim and she uh, she she became a Christian probably maybe six to eight months before she was sitting in this meeting, but her husband still a Muslim. Her husband had cancer and, um, and she was really struggling to believe for healing for her husband, especially since she was a Muslim and she didn't really know, well, he doesn't have faith. So, but I kind of do. And so, you know, she was in that tension and she told me that she heard that message and she said, it's not about my faith, but it's about the faith of God on the inside of me. And I will look to Jesus, not to myself, not the power I have, but the power that Jesus has. And she told her husband, her husband thought she was crazy, but she prayed for him and uh, he wound up going to the doctor months later and the tumor was completely gone. The cancer was completely gone. He wound up coming to church, accepting the Lord Jesus. But this happened in New Jersey, a place where they say is maybe the preacher's graveyard or where a lot of people (laughs) wouldn't think that the Holy Spirit's moving mightily. But in the darkness, the light is even greater, you know, just like Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yeah, this is why I'm I'm so encouraged about these times that we're in right now, because the light lives in the darkness and we were made for this. And mm-hmm. and uh, people get frustrated a lot in, in local churches saying that nobody sees them or recognizes, you know, their light. Uh, but if you shine that because you're in a room full of light. But if you if you go out anywhere into the darkness in our and we have that darkness everywhere in our communities, everywhere in the United States. Uh, you start shining your light there and, and people will see, you know, people will notice. So uh, if you want to see miracles, if you want to see signs and wonders, go to where people are hurting and broken and poor. And uh, they're, they're all around us at every socioeconomic status, no matter, no matter where you find yourself. But yeah. these are the ones. This is where God is moving. Mm-hmm. And look at the life of Jesus, you know. I've been reading through the Gospels again, and it's been igniting my heart. I've been reading through specifically the Gospel of John, and I've been reading from chapter 1, and I'm probably in chapter 12 or 13 right now. But I've been reading through the Gospel of John. I'm like, how did Jesus walk? Like, what did he? What was the main thrust of what he was saying? Like, I'm like analyzing all the words of Jesus. Like, what was he talking about? Like, like the most, and, and what was he doing? And, you know, because if you want to learn, if you want to make disciples, you need to first become a disciple of Jesus. 
And he gathered, he gathered his disciples. He chose them specifically after spending time in prayer. The Lord spoke to him and he, he gathered his disciples, but Jesus would always pull away and he would recharge and refresh and he would be with the father in secret. And he told us to close our, our door and be with the father in secret. But then you also see, so you see number one for me, just like Heidi always says, all fruitfulness flows from intimacy. And that is the core in my life. All fruitfulness flows from intimacy. So when I'm analyzing the life of Jesus, I'm seeing, number one, he's always getting alone with his father. Big decisions, getting with his father, getting the mind of God. And then also just getting away to refresh, recharge, be with his father, intimacy. And then he's also going to places like Samaria. And he's going to places where the Jews thought, these people are dogs. These people are these people are horrendous. There are, there are enemies and he's going to the broken. He's going to the, he's going to the woman at the well that had five husbands and uh, he, Mary Magdalene who had seven demons and he's going to the lepers and he's going to, you know, those who are unclean that the Jews couldn't even get 50 feet, you know, uh, even close to. And so this, this model is what we're supposed to take on as believers. Yes. Yes. Uh, we can't reduce, uh, I think far too often re- discipleship has been reduced to, you, know, you pray and read the Bible and go to church. That's true. And, and, the, and these are very good things that, that yes, believers do, but to be a real disciple of Jesus is like you were describing. It means that sooner or later we have to follow him. You know, <laughs> yes. if, if we say, it says in first John, if we say we live in him, then we should walk like he walked. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's what it is to be a disciple. So I believe in allowing people in, allowing people to see your life of intimacy you know, how you walk with him, what you do. I've, I've been blessed to, to have access to, to people that taught me and I was able to, and I still watch them all the time and how they, how they interact, how they stop for the one, how they, uh, uh, go to those who, you know, who are broken and hurting and lost, uh, mm-hmm. how they are living supernatural lives. You know, we cannot adequately represent Jesus or be a disciple of Jesus of Nazareth without flowing in the power of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we have, that's, well, that's how we give witness to the resurrection and that's how we live a life like him yes. because the Jesus that we are disciples of, you know, is, is the Jesus that uh, was baptized in the Jordan and the Holy spirit came upon him and he began to, to minister. And Jesus told his disciples, it's better for you that I go away mm-hmm. because he knew the promise, the helper was coming the the Holy Spirit. And uh, so I believe uh, that living like Jesus, uh, reading the Gospels, read John, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, see what he did. I often recommend people kind of take a season and kind of act like you're starting with a blank slate, kind of forget maybe what you've been taught and read the Gospels. And, and, and that's with the help of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. endeavor to live like Jesus. Yeah. Mm. John, he tells us in 1 John that we have an anointing from the Holy One, and that anointing teaches us all things. And so it's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth that will illuminate the Scriptures, the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's the Holy Spirit. And at the beginning of this year, honestly, in this podcast, a lot of my teaching episodes, I'm breaking down the Spirit of revelation because it's essential. We need Him. We need Him in this hour. We can't just 
you know, read the Bible and try to get our doctrines in a row. Yes, that's important. We must have sound doctrine. We must learn of these things. They, they, they excite my heart to learn more about the resurrection and to learn more about what he did on the cross and to learn more about all these different important facets of theology, but they need to be God breathed and by the Holy Spirit. And so, um, anyways, uh, the Holy Spirit wants to give us truth in this time. He wants to open up our hearts. He wants us to engage with him. And, you know, intimacy, number one, I feel like, you know, people, we as believers, we need to know him. To know yeah. him is eternal life. And Jesus modeled that before us. If you read yeah. through the Gospels, Jesus modeled his love for his father, that he wouldn't do anything unless the father first did it. He wouldn't say anything unless he heard his father say it. And as believers, if we could come to that place of beholding him, of being with him, of intimacy and his presence being the most important aspect of our lives, then we will begin to become just like him. Because when you behold, you become. That's a principle in the scriptures. When you behold him, you will become just like him. And then we'll begin to, wow, just get a dream in our heart to go to the poor, to preach the gospel, or to do missions, or to, you know, bring the gospel to you know, the grocery store or to begin get involved in our church and the homeless ministry or whatever it may be. So I don't know when I, when I'm, when I'm looking at Jesus and I see this, I see this important model of number one intimacy and number two, do the works from that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and the fact is, if, if all you know about, about Jesus is what others have told you, then, then you don't know, you don't really know mm, Jesus. You that's know, wow. You're, you're getting, and, and that's the way a lot of the, the church is. And so much of the, you know, the, the problems that we saw over the years as pastors, you know, was, was due to that, that lack of personal intimacy and uh, people uh, relying on church to keep them alive. The message they hear once or twice a week, you know, to keep them surviving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Jesus came that we would have life and have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. And that and that he is abundance. And when you, there's something that happens when you just, when you realize, when you have that, you know, epiphany that you, when you have Jesus, you truly have all the spiritual blessings of heaven in Christ. They're all in him. They're not out there. The love you're looking for, the peace you're looking for, the hope you're looking for, it's not out there somewhere. It's in here. And you realize that you have that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you realize that you are now to live as Christ. That that is part of being a disciple as well. Mm-hmm. I was in this church in Brazil, and I saw this painting in a pastor's office, and it was a painting of the cross. And on the cross was the word, the, the Portuguese word for for I, and basically that are symbolizing that our ego, our you know, we are we are crucified with him, co-crucified. Yeah, we we were crucified to this world. The Bible says, and now to live is Christ, and and again. So much of the problems are because we're so me focused. And if you're looking at yourself all the time, you can't fulfill the, the commandments he gave us, which is because mm. you're not, you can't see the father to love him with everything you have. And you can't see your neighbor to love them, you know, like Christ love, loved us because we're just focused on the, the lies that the enemy's telling us about our old man who's supposed to be dead, you know, all the time. Mm. We keep rehashing them and, <laughs> partnering with him and, mm-hmm. and, uh, but whoa, but when you're, what I love about the move of God in the United States now, uh, there seems to be a return to the, to Christ 
as the mm. as the laser focus yes. in the places that God is moving in the United States right now, where God's hand is on, but he's touching. Their focus is Jesus, yeah. the, the, the Lordship of Jesus, a laser focus on him. Mm. And I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about that too. That gets my heart excited. I'm, uh, you know, you're right now in this day and age with technology and with social media and with YouTube and with everything that's going on. Hey, podcasts and all this that we're doing, we have access to the greatest knowledge and wisdom and revelation from the scriptures. Every teacher can share their understanding and their knowledge and everyone's got different understanding. So who do I, who do I listen to and all of this, but we need to be intimate with God ourselves. We can't just take what other people are saying. Like, have you ever run into anybody who uh, you're, you're talking with them about the Lord, but they're only quoting Bill Johnson and Heidi, and they're only yes. they're only oh quoting God. other people, but they're not telling you, oh, yeah, well, the, I was opening the scriptures, and the Lord said this to me, and this is what God's been putting on my heart. And I don't know. I'm like, oh, when I hear that, that's refreshing. That's a breath of fresh air because I know that person's running to the secret place getting wisdom and knowledge because the Bible says that all wisdom and knowledge is hidden in Christ. The treasury of wisdom and knowledge is hidden in Christ. So if you want wisdom, if you want knowledge, run to the feet of Christ because that's where you will get the gems of wisdom and knowledge and revelation and understanding. And so I just mm-hmm. love it. It's like, oh yeah, but this pastor said that this person said this. And don't get me wrong. We need teachers in the body of Christ. I'm not saying we don't need teachers. We don't need pastors. I am not saying that. We definitely do. I'm a teacher and a preacher of the word of God myself, just like you. But at the same time, if we can just get before Jesus and spend time with him and he could work in us and he could speak directly to our hearts and he could breathe upon the scriptures by the power of the Holy Spirit, then I'm telling you, he's going to put dreams in our hearts. That's that's where it starts, from that place of intimacy. He's going to put Brazil on your heart and break your heart for Brazil. He's going to be telling you to do this and to do that. And it's going to be empowered by his grace and by his anointing. And so Anyways, I love this. I love this. I, th- I feel like this is like a call to the church right now, Brian, right? Yes, yes. No, no church as usual. We need to we need to come to the feet of Jesus. We need to know him intimately, personally, so that we can be transformed by encounters with him because encounters are available today. That is the truth. And uh, the Lord has been speaking to me a lot in this season, you know, as we've had more time than usual, probably in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope people have made the most of this opportunity, taken advantage of it and really, you know, pressed in and, and got close with him and, and become even more uh, intimate in their walk mm-hmm. with the Lord, because he's been showing me how what really aligns us, you know, with him is not what a lot of people think it's our doctrine and, and what we believe what, that aligns us with him and with each other. But the Lord's been showing me that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. And he's our, he's our daily bread that we are to, to ask for every day, you know, and in the kingdom of heaven, everything belongs to the King. And he knows that. And when we come to him, uh, I had a vision, uh, last year in worship where I saw the the face of Jesus Mm. and I saw, I was very close to him and I saw my reflection like in his eyes, Mm. but then my reflection turned to a flame of fire, Mm. you know, and the Lord was showing me that. You know, I remember the scripture that says, you know, his eyes are like a flaming fire in, mm-hmm. in Revelation, but also God is a consuming fire. He is the fire. Holy Spirit is a fire. Uh, Jesus said, I've come to set the, the world on fire. I wish it was already burning. And he said that, that he was the light of the world, that we're the light of the world. And I always say there is only one kind of light in the Bible times, and that was fire. Yeah. And when he's looking at us, he's saying, I see myself. Mm-hmm. I see you. It's him. 
that uh, that aligns us with with himself, his fire that he fills us with. And if you're living a poured out life, we must present ourselves on the altar every day, I believe, for a fresh filling. I heard an old, old evangelist from the 18 and 1900s, Billy Sunday. He used to say the only way for a broken vessel to remain full is to stay under the tap. And uh, I want to live like under the tap, being filled every day. That fire that aligns us with him, and it's the fire that aligns us with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be in Dallas, Texas, and I'm in Virginia right now, but there's no separation in the Holy Spirit. You That's have the right. same spirit as me. And uh, right. the enemy right. has tried to divide us, and it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot, we are united in Christ. And uh, we share that there is one spirit, the Holy Spirit, that unites us all. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to walking this thing out, um, one thing the Lord is very practical advice I got in Bible school from a few teachers, but that we need to have a few different kinds of relationships in our lives. We need to have people that are above us, lived the kingdom life, you know, mm-hmm. seasoned wisdom, experience above us to be discipled by, to receive from. Um, they're ahead of the game, you know, a little bit. And then we need to have people that we run with, like-minded people that we run with, that we're pouring into, they're pouring into us. We're in a very similar journey, a very similar space. We're going after the kingdom of heaven. Our ideals are the same, you know, we're not, you know, we have the same vision and purpose. And then we need to have people under us that we're always bringing to Jesus, leading to Jesus, pouring into, loving, correcting, you know, correct lovingly, maybe help guide them, help give them, you know, some advice and some counsel and some wisdom on the journey. And uh, I always felt like that, that that was something simple that you don't hear a lot, but I heard a lot in Bible school that really grounded me. And I know that you mentioned earlier about receiving from Heidi and so many of these amazing ministries, people that you look up to, and then you have people that you run with, you're doing this with your family, you're doing with this with so many like-minded ministers, but you're also making disciples. You're going back and forth to Brazil continually. You made disciples in America, but you're going back and forth to Brazil continually, pouring into them in an apostolic way. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about about that and how you've been, how you've been living that out and seeing God do incredible things um, in Brazil and different places like that. Yeah, well, uh, I've been uh, really blessed, like you say, to to have some great uh, spiritual mother and fathers, uh, mothers and fathers. Uh, I, I do believe it's very, very important, you know, to have those type of relationships in your life. And uh, what I'm seeing now in this generation more than ever, more than any other generation of the church is kind of how it used to be. And you read the story of in the Bible, uh, for instance, like the father would have to die before the son could kind of come into their inheritance, mm. you know, almost, you know, when Moses dies, then Joshua can, can go or, or Joshua and Caleb or whatever. It just happens like that. But these days, you know, uh, there, that, bata- that passing of the baton is not just happening when, when men and women of God pass on, it's happening while they're there. I, I feel like they're saying the way the world is right now, where we can run together more than we ever have mm. in the past. You know, I know Heidi has done that with many of her sons and daughters and, yes. and uh, other people I run with in my life. They have invited, they've given me access and invited me in. And I, sh- I share with my, uh, I call them sons and daughters and probably a lot because of our Iris global culture, maybe mm-hmm. because, you know, in Africa, every older person's a papa and every older woman is a mama and mm-hmm. it's kind of their culture. And I know that's how it came into our Iris global mm-hmm. uh, terminology, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I see like 
with my sons and daughters, like I, I want to give them access. And then not everyone needs the, the same amount mm-hmm. of, of access. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the type of guy I just need to hear a couple words of affirmation, have a little pat on the back from Heidi, you know, a couple of times a year. That's all I need. And I'm, that's <laughs> what I need. Some people need a lot more. Uh-huh. And uh, I found that when I open up the door to sons and daughters and they, they all come as they, as they need, some don't need, most just need to know that you're available. Mm-hmm. I think one of the greatest problems in the world today is fatherlessness. There's a lack of fathers. Paul said in, in scripture, of course, we have many teachers and not many fathers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that is a huge problem, a yes. huge problem. And I've seen that just what the blessing of the father, the power of that can do in the lives of people, but just continually, you know, being available relationship, family, I believe the real apostolic that's been restored to the church, uh, is family. The government of God has always been family. And, um, and I think when God started restoring that, you know, 30, 40 years ago, uh, he just told us that he was doing it and and we learned by while we're doing it and there's a lot of mistakes made maybe you know maybe some abuses i i don't know but i but we're figuring it out i believe that it's family so you know pouring in everything we have wanting them to succeed go further than we've ever gone why we're even still in the game like you know like i want i want them to go and to see more i always pray that over our students and sons and daughters. I hope I want you to see more than I've seen go further than I've gone. And, and so I, I feel that the fathership and, and the mothers, fathers and mothers in the faith, uh, God's giving us that heart. He's giving us revealing to us what that spirit of adoption is and, and how to flow in that. So uh, I think that uh, the world is crying out for a family. There's, there's a world of orphans out there a world that feels they're not seen, not loved, have no value. And we get to bring them the good news, you know, that they do have a family. Mm-hmm. And Jesus even said it himself. He said, greater works than these will you do. Yeah. The Lord did incredible works. He raised the dead. He cleansed the leper. He transformed water into wine. Like the Lord, you know, multiplied loaves and fishes and the Lord did incredible, incredible miracles. But he said, even greater works will you do. And that just shows the heart of the Father through Jesus. And, you know, the image of God is on the inside of all of us. You know, we were created in the image and likeness of God. And he's the one that came, uh, he's the one that imagined and created the order of a mother and a father and having children and how we'd want our children to succeed and grow and, and even step into things that we didn't get to step into in our lifetime and leaving a legacy for our children. It talks about that throughout the scriptures as well. And so all this is beautiful. And I do see the kingdom of God and I see this understanding really, really opening up worldwide in America and across the world, this understanding of spiritual mothers and fathers of running together a family um, less about movements and more about families and, and doing this together and being in each other's lives. Like the Lord truly is awakening the body of Christ to these realities. It's an exciting day. It's an exciting yeah. day. We're coming into greater understanding and revelation and we're learning to walk that out. And um, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And all, all that said, you know, about fathers and mothers and, you know, uh, we have these great examples, you know, in our life, but it, all that said, you know, our, our faith, is in Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, and there's nothing that any man or woman could ever do that would cause my faith in Jesus to be shaken yeah. or any church or anything else. Cause mm-hmm. my faith is in him. 
Mm-hmm. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, nothing that any people will always let you down. And people are, are mm-hmm. people, yeah. imperfect, broken vessels, but, but, but Jesus won't. He, he, and our, our, our faith is in him. He is the one we worship. He is the one that we follow. And, and these great fathers and mothers um, that we're seeing uh, rising up now uh, who are pouring into the sons and daughters, I think, I think they get that. They have an understanding of that. In, in creation, all creation is groaning, awaiting the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I believe that that is happening here in this generation. It's, it's beginning to happen. Um, as sons and daughters are awakening to who they are and who is in them, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and what exactly that means more, more than ever before, I believe that's happening. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you highlighted that because there's a lot of people that are craving spiritual mothers and fathers and they don't necessarily have one in their life right now. So they feel like they're lacking or missing out on something, or there's people that have been hurt by churches and leaders and pastors, and they automatically put that hurt and throw it on the face of Jesus. And now they don't want to serve Jesus because they're offended and they're hurt. And so I'm glad you highlighted that because, you know, whether we have a mother or a father, the Lord will lift us up and take care of us, the scriptures say. And Mm -hmm. um, even the best father, the best mother in the world uh, God is so much greater. He's perfect. He's a father of lights. Every good uh-huh. and perfect gift comes from the father of lights and he will be our father and he will be our mother, regardless of what area that we are lacking in this life, regardless of what resource or what we think, oh man, this person has this, I don't have this or whatever it may be. He is our everything, our sufficiency, our righteousness, our sanctification. He is our father. He could be our mother. He brings comfort. He counsels us. He corrects us. He, he spurs us forward. And so anyways, um, Brian, I want to, I want to encourage the people who are listening right now, as we end this podcast, what would you, what would you say to people who are hungry for the more of God? They are maybe stuck in a routine. They're stuck in the, the rhythms of life and they're hungry for more. They know there is more. And you've had the blessing to really be able to run with the Lord. And you followed him wholeheartedly. And you've seen him do great things around the world. And so you could, how could you encourage these people to say, wow, they're hungry for the more, but they're kind of stuck in the, in the doldrum. Yeah. You know, uh, Heidi always says the, the hungry always get fed, mm. you know, and of course the Matthew five, six, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 that is such the desire of the heart of God. And God says, when you pray according to my will, you know, I will do it. So that, that is a great prayer to, to start off. Mm-hmm. And that, that hunger that we have, I believe, comes by him. It's initiated by the Holy Spirit. Ask him for more. Ask him for more hunger. Lord, that I would just have an insatiable hunger and thirst for you in the things of your kingdom. Ask him for more. And then start feeding even small, just start feeding a little bit. And the more you eat and the more you drink, get in the word of God, pray, listen, when you pray, worship, gather with other believers, just start feeding. And the more you feed, the more hungry you get in the kingdom of God. It's not like the world where you get full. If you eat, you know, a pizza, you can't eat anything else, man. In the kingdom, the more you eat, the more you're feeding, the more you want. This is how I could always tell someone uh, how their walk is with the Lord, because when you're feeding a lot, you are just the hungriest. Mm-hmm. You are the first on the field and the last to leave. Yeah. You know, you got to have more. So mm-hmm. start small, start eating, start drinking mm-hmm. and watch as it begins to build. That's what I would say. 
Awesome. Can you pray for the people who are listening right now or watching right now? Yeah. Yeah. So Father, I just thank you for every son, for every daughter. Your 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 beautiful sons and daughters that are listening right now. I thank you that they were created in love, created by you. And if they're here listening, you have a plan and a purpose for their life. And I just say yes and amen to that right now in the name of Jesus. Yes and amen to what you've spoken to them Mm. in the secret place when they've cried out and you've spoken to them, Lord, I say yes and amen to the destiny and the callings upon their life. And I bless them with boldness, Lord, boldness to believe, to share the good news of Jesus and to, to trust you for miracles in their life. I bless them with boldness to lay down Uh, to bring things to you and lay those things down at your feet and to not pick them back up when they leave, to trust you with them, to trust you with their children, with their job, with their families, to trust you. I pray that faith would arise right now. And I do pray that they would see more than I've seen, go further than I've gone. I pray that no matter what it takes, no matter what it takes, Lord, that they will fulfill that which you made them for. And they would walk in intimacy with you, even in a way in the season to come that they never imagined was possible. And whoa, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hey, mm-hmm. Brian, how could uh how could people connect with your ministry more? Um, whether it be online or just tell us a little bit more about your ministry and how people can connect. Yeah, you can connect through our website, harvestfamilynetwork.com. Uh, it's harvestfamilynetwork.com or uh Instagram or Facebook, you know, uh, Brian Britton, B-R-I-T-T-O-N. You can connect with me mm-hmm. that way. And uh, send me a message. If I could pray for you, encourage you in any way, I'd love to do that. Yeah. You, you, you have a huge heart, Brian. I love that about your ministry. You're extremely accessible. You're down the earth. Your, your humility shines, but you're also uh, full of fire and faith. And I love what you're doing, man. I love that you're walking in the footsteps of the kingdom and what God's doing through you. And so anyway, it's a blessing to have you on the show and to talk to you again, man, and to grow with you and walk with you. Thank you so much for for having me. Uh, Love you. Love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. God bless you and your family. Thank you so much, Brian. We'll talk again soon. Yeah. For those who are watching or listening right now, thank you so much for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed. They could be strengthened. They could be awakened, challenged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys. And I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to 
Be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You can also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you